Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Today we're going to be talking about finding a church. How did you find your church? How do we... We get tons of people saying, how do you find a good church? Yeah. But first, I wanted to share with you some of the things that are for sale in my Home with Kelly shop. We have our tea that we bring in from Scott's home country of South Africa. We have green and red rooibos. How did you used to say it? <laughs> we were trying Ru to figure out. Rooibos? Rooibos? Rui yeah. Rui. Rooibos, I think. I think it was Rooibos. Rooibos. Yeah. <laughs> Rubios or something. Rubios. I think it was that. We're good at mispronouncing things and we get away with it because cross-cultural. <laughs> we just blame it on. <laughs> oh, it's because I've been around Scott. Um, so we have four different sizes. Eight ounces, four ounces, a one ounce, and a little dollar sample. Yeah. So if you've never tried it before and you just want to try it, it is three to four servings of red and green. So all rooibos is caffeine free and you can drink it hot or cold. What is your favorite way to so make rooibos? Gro so growing up, this is what my gran would always drink. And um, I would have it with milk and honey. It makes a very cozy evening drink because no caffeine. And I am a caffeine addict. So this is my drink of choice when I'm not drinking coffee. It's delicious and then um i have my handbound journals also in the shop a lot of you guys have asked for lined paper so yeah a bunch of them are lined and then the ones that are not lined they are also made with really good high quality paper and uh, they are smaller so the unlined ones are cheaper and then i have a few leather ones as well these journals are vegetable tanned and then i have dyed them with an eco-friendly non-toxic uh, dye to stain them to the color that i wanted so there's none of the bad chromium dyes in it. Those are all on the website and we will link that below. If you spend over $60, you get free shipping. And if you spend over $100, you get a free uh, pocket book that I use for doing all my grocery oh, stuff. Notebook. Yeah, it's a little notebook. So that's if you order $100 or more, you get that. So thank you to everyone who buys from our shop. How we found our church was not some calculated spreadsheet of like, <laughs> here's how we're going to find the perfect church. And then we went and found it. We grew up in the kind of charismatic churches we thoroughly enjoyed our churches that we were part of because that was our worldview at the time of in our 20s in our 20s and that's it if you're in your 20s you're probably looking for like high excitement high numbers of single people high numbers of action and out and about doing a lot of stuff like that that's what we were looking for in our 20s and that's mm -hmm. what we found yeah and then we got married and we really started also i think just caring about the discipleship of our culture mm -hmm. and realized that not a lot of churches were discipling young people to get married. They were not discipling on family, on marriage. And that we were never discipled yeah. <laughs> in those churches yeah. about marriage and children. And so when we were looking for a church, number one, we just said, let's look for all the churches closest to us. Well, first when we came to visit, that was the first church that we decided to go to. We were yeah. we came down and stayed in an Airbnb uh, before we moved and there was a church near us. Yeah, they were like openly patriotic and we we're like, oh, that's good. Like they're, they're patriotic. Like they love their country. So that's a good thing. Like that's a value of ours. And they're pro-life. They're very active and all that. Like that's great. They didn't close during all of the Rona stuff. So we're like, wow, this is great. This is awesome. We found our church. And so we went and when we, when we got there, we're like, this is nice but it's just not our people. It was a bunch of boomers who had all moved in and it was basically like a boomer retirement community who were 
a bunch of activists, which good for them. Like God bless it. it it's it's it was encouraging. Yeah, but it didn't feel like our people mm-hmm. or our place. We just didn't feel that connection. Yeah, and there was no. They weren't. They were obviously not big on families. I think. The pastor and his family were was... like the only family there. <laughs> yeah. The rest were all old boomer couples who had moved in. Yeah. So so we we're just like, okay, maybe a greater value for us is that we want a place that is pro-family, like big on family, big on discipling family, big on marriage, big on male headship as a tool for a healthy marriage and a healthy family. And so we looked, we did look online around us in like a 10 mile circle where all the churches and we started looking at all of them. Because at this point we knew where we were going to live. Yeah. And so we started looking at all of their about pages. We started looking at all the bios of all the elders. And all. I think the big thing was their... You looked at their about page and like their core beliefs. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the description of the pastor and the elders. And one of the elders had 26 grandchildren. <laughs> so we were like, it's impressive. this is a good sign. And another one of the elders had nine children. Yeah. So we were like, okay, th- these are all good things. Let's go and see. And it was a church that we've never been part of that denomination. We've never ever been to a church of that denomination. And so it was very uncomfortable for us seeing how a different denomination does church. (laughs) So uncomfortable that when we pulled in, we didn't see anyone else walking in. And so I was like, should we just leave? (laughs) This is so awkward. Uh, But you were like, let's just go and see. And we went in and I would say it was not comfortable. Mm Because it wasn't yeah. what we were used to. No, and in our 20s, we would never have... We would have been like, this place is not what we're looking for. Yes. Yeah. But now now that we're married, now that we're... We really put a high value on family. We put a high value on male headship. We put a high value on discipling the culture through family. This is our place. This is what we are looking for. Yeah. That we never knew existed. Right. We didn't even know it existed. So what are the, some of the things that stood out to you that first service that we went to? I think all the children were in the service and were obedient. Like they weren't making a noise. They were like, obviously kids shuffle and, and cry and all this stuff. But like, but for the most part, the kids were obedient and either coloring their books or listening to the service. Yeah. Um, and, it was, and there was a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, and it was a long service, 45 minutes about. Yeah. And yeah, there's lots of, like half the congregation was children under the age of 10. Yeah. And so we were just amazed because we're so used to children being unruly and loud. and Or pushing them away because or they're... Or sending them like, to, to Sunday school. Yeah. And then half of like the women missing the service because she's back in the Sunday school classroom. And there was none of that. Mm-hmm. All of the kids were in the service, which we had never seen before. I've never seen it before. And so that stood out. Mm -hmm. And then after the service, um, one of the elders immediately brought up to us, I don't know how in conversation, but immediately. I think he had said, like, what brought you here? And I I think I said, we saw that you guys didn't close during 2020. So then he went on and on about. He just went hardcore. And one of the other guys later told us, he's like, I thought he was going to scare you away because he just went full like against all the stuff of yeah. 2020, very vocal about it, which to us, we were perfect. We're coming back. So grateful yeah. for, because we wanted to know exactly where they stood on the mask mm-hmm. and all of the mandates and all of that stuff. And right away, it was clear if this elder is this explicit about this, we know right where they stand. So we didn't even go to any other church. We didn't visit anywhere else because we found yeah, what we yeah. didn't know existed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and and so I think the the principle in that for 
for you who, who are wanting to try and find a church is you're going to have a bunch of values that you think are important. And until you go and see, it's going to be hard to try and see which value takes precedent. You know, I love that patriotic church, the concept of it, of like, wow, these guys are patriotic. They love their country. They're very active in political level activism. It's obvious where they stand. It's obvious where they stand. And so, you know, man, this is great. But I think week to week, I would have got burnt out because it's, you're not going to church for sanctification and discipleship of your family. You're going to church to be an activist. And I think that's also what's refreshing about this church that we're in is there are no programs. And, and that again could be very, that attracts a very certain demographic is people who want lots of programs are probably not going to be our people. Seeing a lot of things that you never knew existed, you're going to have values that you're like, wow, that's actually a value of mine that I never knew because I'd never seen it before. Yeah. And then let's talk about disappointment because we've all been part of communities or work or churches where you put onto other people your ideals or your values and then they disappoint you. And then you get frustrated and you leave or you're you're unhappy about stuff. And this is why you say you should never move somewhere only for a church. church. Yeah, because if you put all your happiness, it's the same thing we've said for marriage. Like if you put all your happiness on your spouse, like, wow, this woman's going to make me happy. And then when you get married and you're not happy, it's her fault. And so you have to put it on yourself of like, no, I'm in charge of my happiness, not my wife. And it's the same thing with the church community is this church is not in charge of my happiness. It's not in charge of my political ideals. It's not in charge of my cultural ideals. It's a church. What is the point of a church? It's to go have fellowship, be discipled, be encouraged. And so when you have the mindset that I'm not going to put all of my frustration of not having my ideals on my pastor, you can actually enjoy it more. Yeah, you know, there's freedom. I, yeah, I'm not expecting my pastor to also be a political activist. I'm not expecting my pastor to also be a state governor. I'm not expecting my pastor to be my best friend. I'm not expecting my pastor to be my financial advisor. I, I'm not putting all these extra... Like every value has to be in alignment. With this one guy. Yeah. Um, or with everyone or with in the church. Or with everyone in the church. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is where even we love our church. We're so grateful for it. But there are things that we talk about with each other of things that we do disagree with or have different opinions on. Or do differently. Yeah. Or live lifestyle differently. But that's us personally. Mm -hmm. We don't put that on them to expect them to live that way. Yeah. So when you do find a church, you, you've got to be looking for what are the 80% of things that we align on and to hold space for the 20% of things that you're going to inevitably disagree on or do differently or not enjoy even. You've got to be able to, to pull to the forefront. What are the things we're thankful for? What are the things we enjoy? What are the things we're here for primarily? And put that at the forefront. In our last season that we were in before we moved down here, we went for a bit not going to a church because we had disappointment with the church that we were going to. We had tried going to other churches and... And we had fear of going to new churches as well. So that's what I was going to say. For anyone that's in that place of feeling stuck with not trying to find a church, not knowing where to go, looking back, what would you have told us in that season? I think just to embrace the awkwardness of going to new churches and just seeing what's there... And then embrace the awkwardness of having values conversations with the elders of those churches. 
because it saves you a lot. It's the same as dating, right? It's the same as dating a girl <laughs> yeah. of like, if you wait six months to just see if a value comes up, well, then you're going to be invested. You're going to be more disappointed and then you're going to be bitter and resentful and frustrated. Whereas if just straight up front, you're like, Hey, what did you do in 2020? And just no judgment. I just like, what did you do in 2020? Yeah. And what do you believe about male headship? And what do you believe about whatever your most important things are? And you can very quickly see how they respond to those things and whether they're happy even just to chat about it. Because a lot of the time they don't have to even be 100% aligned, but are they just willing to talk about these things? Mm -hmm. Are they willing to have a reasonable conversation and not jump down your throat or punish you or uh, be offended that you even brought something up like that? So I think what we should have done in our last season is go through the fear Mm -hmm. of going to new places and being awkward and go through the fear of having conversations and being awkward. And then I also think with that is maybe trying a different church style than you would normally choose. I think the reason we did that here was because we just moved here and we just Googled the closest church to our house and it happened to be the church that we go to. So that's why we went to it. But I think in that last season, there was some I don't know, maybe a mindset that we couldn't go to a church that... That were different denominations. Yeah, that we had never been to that mm-hmm. denomination before. And coming from uh, non-denominational, it's almost like you shame mm-hmm. denominations or like yeah. frown but upon... Like I said, we're, we're hyper-sectarian as Western people because we've lost our tribalism, so we apply it to church denominations. I'm so like, true. I would never... <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so get out of your comfort zone with that and maybe like, yeah, take down those judgments that you have mm-hmm. preconceived of different places and just go give it a try. We did do that. We did that to one place, but the only reason we did that was because the denomination wasn't on the sign. Yeah. <laughs> so, and praise God, because like now we've experienced that denomination. Yeah. Like, we enjoyed it. Like we enjoyed it. But like again, like it was just hard to... Well, with that church, we went, I think, two or three times, Mm -hmm. and um, it was obviously a country church. You're not from around here. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's like you were born and bred into that church, and we weren't. So I think everyone was very confused on how in the world we found them and why we were there. And so I feel like after the second or third time, we kind of got the hint. Yeah. That we, they didn't want us yeah. there. But they God were, bless. it was interesting. We're, I mean, I was encouraged every time I was there. I was we like, were totally edified. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. And to talk about what values are most important to you. I think mm-hmm. that's the big thing with finding a church is keep on going to a new place until you can find the church that does and don't expect to get all of your boxes yeah. ticked. Yeah, it's it's finding for yourself like what are the values that you're happy to chat about and have a disagreement on, but what are the values that are non-negotiable? You know, so if we had gone to a place where in 2020 they shut down and they're like, "Yeah, if it happens again, we'll shut down again." Well, that's non-negotiable. But if you went to a place where like, yeah, we shut down in 2020, we realized it was a mistake, we've repented of that, if it happened again, we're not going to do it. Well, now, you you know, it's unfortunate that they did. And there's a lot of things that are a problem of like, well, why did you do that in the first place? But if you've repented and are honest about it, well, now we, it's safe to, yeah. to talk about those things. The same way for male headship of, you know, if, if we go to a church where it's like, oh yeah, of course, women in, in leadership, we, we have female pastors, uh, and you're a terrible person for 
even questioning it, well, then we're probably going to have a bad time. Yeah. But if someone's like, yeah, we believe in male headship, but we're also willing to, well, I'm not even sure that's a willingness. On our part. Yeah. I think that's such a big like deal for us now that, you know. Yeah, I think that would have been a deal breaker is anything other than mm-hmm. male headship. Yeah. Which that in itself is hard to find. Yeah. But there are churches out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So praise God. <laughs> Bless you guys. And uh, have a good start to your December. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can support our channel by leaving a review on Apple Podcast, Or if you would like to purchase from our shop, our website is home with kelly k-e-l-l-i dot c-o we have organic rooibos that we bring in from scott's home country of south africa it is a delicious no caffeine tea loose leaf it is so good iced or warm and i also have some vintage home goods in the shop and i make some hand-bound journals which are also available we hope that everything that we share is an encouragement and a blessing to you and your family